A pay raise, paid parental leave, and some agencies on the move, those are just a few of the human capital stories of 2019. This year, things show no sign of slowing down. For a recap and a look ahead, Federal News Network's Eric White spoke with Jeff Neal, former chief human capital officer at the Homeland Security Department. I think there are a few things that were important. One was that we got some clarity on the administration's moves to restrict collective bargaining and to, to I think, really neuter the unions. And uh, the courts are leaning in the direction now of, of allowing the executive orders restricting bargaining uh, and restricting what unions can do to go through. And I think in the long term, that could be a very significant thing for federal employees. Uh, you know, some employees will say, well, I'm not a member of the union at my agency, and so it doesn't matter to me. But in agencies that have, uh, have bargaining units, those bargaining units are represented by the union, whether the employees pay dues or not. And so, so what happens can set policy, HR policy, for employees who really don't think they have anything to do with the union. Among those moves, what was the biggest one that you saw inhibiting what unions can and can't do for federal employees? Well, there, there are some moves on uh, restricting the amount of official time that unions can use. And I think that's significant because it, it limits the amount of time available for the union to actually represent employees. Uh, there, are, uh, there was a restriction on using federal office space which means that it's harder for the union to have an actual office in a federal building uh, where they can be right there and represent employees and, and have an office and have some privacy and have material handy to be able to, to do their, represent, their representational duties. So, so I think there are a number of things that just chip away at collective bargaining. Another big story that happened in 2019 was uh, federal employees uh, getting uh, a pay raise, uh, a good-sized pay raise this this year that that became effective in 2020 was passed in 2019, and it was very good to see that that federal employee pay uh, actually went up a, a reasonable percentage this time. So I think that was a, was a good story, and it's funny because everybody seems to be taking credit now for for um, giving them a larger pay raise, even though. I think early on the administration paid, had had proposed no pay raise, but uh, but everybody's trying to take credit for it now, which is what happens in Washington. So I, I think a better pay raise was was a significant thing. Uh, also coming near the end of the year was um, was the parental leave, which I, I think is something that could have an impact. That's going to have an impact potentially beyond the federal workforce. You know, there's a, a, a large movement in this country to provide pr- parental leave benefits the way most civilized countries do. And uh, providing those benefits to federal employees is a very good step, I think, toward pushing some of the people in the private sector who don't do parental leave to do it. And, and that could be a massive benefit for for new parents. So, so that one I think is 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 huge, and it's a it's a really great story to see that that something like that would finally get passed. Jeff Neal is the former chief human capital officer for the Homeland Security Department. This would be a good segue into 2020. Uh, what do you effect do you see the new benefits and the pay raise having on potentially increasing the amount of federal hires that there are? I think they can help. 
Um, anything that makes the job more appealing is usually helpful when you're trying to do recruiting. And the, um, the, the pay, you know, it's not enough of a pay raise that people would look at it and say, who had never thought of the federal government, say, oh, my God, they, you know, they're getting 3% raises. I should go there. So it's, um, it's not that big a pay raise, but it's enough that it does help a little bit. I think parental leave is something that, that will help because some of the people who might otherwise hire uh, folks who are, look, who are looking at federal government uh, are people who do offer parental leave already. So, so it puts the government with some employers on a more competitive uh, footing. And then for those employers that don't offer it at all, then it's, it's actually a huge benefit. And that could, that could make a difference. The, the problem with federal hiring right now, though, is you know, we've got really a few problems. One is that if you look at what's going to happen in 2020, uh, you know, we, I, I don't know if you've heard, but we do have this thing coming up in November, uh, an election, and that can, um, that can cause craziness, particularly in the federal government. You know, elections can cause uh, craziness to, to start happening. <clears throat> and and there are still people who think that they get votes by by criticizing federal employees and by trying to take away benefits. So you know over the last few years, you know this administration has has proposed freezing federal pay. They've proposed shrinking federal agencies. They've actually shrunk some federal agencies. They've moved federal employees out of the Washington D.C. area, halfway across the country. Uh, the president's chief of staff actually said, you know, that they discovered that that's a way to get rid of, of federal employees, you know, move them halfway across the country and they won't go. So we could see more of that in 2020. And so I think that kind of stuff is, is, is the type of thing that can be very disruptive to the federal workforce. The other thing we're going to probably find is federal employees, some federal employees are going to start getting involved in politics and they're going to do it in a way that violates the Hatch Act. And the Hatch Act still applies. Ending on a bit of a personal matter, uh, you have recently announced that you are retiring after a long career in the HR field. I w was wondering what was uh, going through your mind as you uh, enter into the retirement field. Uh, it's, it's an interesting experience. You know, I retired a couple weeks ago and you know, I'm, I'm retired, but I'm going to keep on writing. So I'm going to keep on writing my blog and I'm going to stay involved with some of the organizations I'm involved with. But I'm, I'm you know, I stepped away from actually being employed by anybody full time. And it's an interesting experience. Um, I, I, I'm learning now and I, I, this might be good advice for people who are considering retiring. I'm learning now that when you retire, if you don't have a very clear idea of exactly what you want to do. It's a very strange feeling when you get up in the morning and think, okay, what do I do today? I think that's an interesting, an interesting dynamic that I hadn't quite anticipated. Uh, so, so that's something to consider. Um, I do think that after, after spending 33 years working for the federal government and eight years working in a consulting firm, I'm still impressed with the quality of people who work in the government. You know, there are, there are people who badmouth federal employees all the time, and generally it's because they're ignorant of what federal employees do. And in my experience, 
in all those years, and people t- say, well, you know, the private sector is 10 times better than the federal government. Not really. You know, if you go into federal agencies, you'll find some incredibly good people who do great work. You'll find some slugs. You'll find some people who are just horrible and maybe spend more effort trying to avoid work than they would spend if they just did work. But you also find that in the private sector. There are good people and bad people and average people everywhere. But the government has its fair share of very talented people who do really talented work. Uh, And I enjoyed spending all those years working in the government. And then I enjoyed the eight years I spent working with government from the outside. And I'm still impressed with the federal workforce. I'm still impressed with what they do. I'm impressed with how dedicated they are to their work. And I was very happy to have spent all that time working in in federal agencies and working with those great people. Jeff Neal is the Homeland Security Department's former chief human capital officer, speaking with Federal News Network's Eric White. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. As prices keep creeping up, your entertainment budget doesn't have to take a hit. Live One Plus has all the music you love, ad-free for only $3.99 per month. Dive into Live One's massive library of songs, listen to curated playlists, or create your own. Check out exclusive artist-hosted stations and do it all for the best price in streaming. Lock in a Live One Plus membership for just $3.99 per month now, and you'll not only beat inflation, you'll get all your favorite music ad-free. Check out liveone.com slash best music for details. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online.